0: blanket and covers the show where we cover the covers my name's danny gets and with me as always is john trainer what's up john
1: hey dan happy uh 2023
0: yeah this is uh this is a fun one to kick it off with it is uh an anniversary year for this album it's uh my favorite album of all time i wanted to do the whole album but there weren't enough songs to go from so <laughs> We are just doing such great heights, and honestly, I couldn't be more thrilled to do this.
1: Yeah, it's really exciting. You're, are you seeing the Pulse of Service I will be, year? yeah.
0: I'm definitely going yeah? to the show. I, I saw them last time when they did the 10 or 15, whatever other anniversary tour it was, and it was magical. Like It was so good. Everybody was there. Jenny Lewis was there. It, it was just such a cool experience.
1: It's amazing. I'm really jealous. I may have to see where they're playing in Chicago.
0: Yeah, that's, that's one where I feel like I can't miss it. So, and who knows? Awesome. Maybe, I mean, 2003 was like my favorite year for music. So, <laughs> this is we're coming up on like every anniversary I'm interested in is this year.
1: You can go see the Taking Back Sunday Tell Your Friends tour. And the yes, that is uh,
0: for, for me, the big one that is actually announced and happening is the uh, New Amsterdam's Worst for the Wear 20 anniversary tour that they're doing with uh, Kevin Devine. Really? I, I forget what his anniversary is, but it's Make the Clocks Move, which might also be 20 years. Whoa. It's going to be a cool show. Wow, that's going to be awesome. But that's, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> we, I guess we, we do have to touch on, because uh, we're a little off with the intro-outro, but because I wanted to include as much Postal Service covers as I could on this one, the intro outro, instead of wasting the Such Great Heights on the intro, we went with the Shins cover of We Will Become Silhouettes, which I love it, and was kind of the impetus for the episode, but because there's just not enough to go on <laughs> outside of Such Great Heights, Such Great Heights got the, got the call.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we threw everyone off with the intro song.
0: Yeah, so don't worry, we know it's not the same song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't worry, there's no other covers of that song, so on to Such Great Heights.
0: So, the first one we're going to start with, we're, we're basically getting a couple of them out of the way at the beginning of here. The, uh, the first one, we're just going to throw it out there because we, we've already done it on the, on the show. It was back on our Ska episode. It's the Streetlight Manifesto off of their 99 Songs of Revolution covers album.
1: Yeah, I'd never heard this before we did the Ska episode with Mackie. it's such a bananas <laughs> it's, it's so, such a ska opening
0: <laughs> it's the perfect like ska interpretation of yeah. <laughs> the song they were one of the only bands I saw last year of the really? like, the 2022 calendar year it was like Elton John and Streetlight and that might have been it Like there, there might be one or two I'm forgetting but that might have been my whole concert uh, adventure last year
2: Puzzle pieces wrongly
0: the true. It may seem like a stretch, but it's thoughts like this that catch my troubled head when you're away and I am missing you to you. Around there on the road for several weeks of showing. I think I saw NoStar right. last year. <laughs> what a lapdown. <laughs> twenty twenty three is a new year. You can you can fix your mistakes in the new year.
1: <laughs> we'll see. When Felicia Sediciones uh travels to Chicago, oh, that'll will... be the one.
0: <laughs> I will come to Chicago for that one if that happens. Yeah. But uh, yeah, if you want to hear us talk more about that one, the sky episode has a, a good chunk on it because the guest on the Sky episode is a big streetlight fan. so there, there's a good chunk of streetlight talk over there. So go back to the sky episode if you want that. Now on to the new ones and we're starting with probably the biggest one, the one that influenced the most covers for sure. Oh, yeah. It is the iron and wine version that that I know from Garden State of course
1: yeah this is the
0: <laughs> i'm sure should, some like, people claim otherwise but uh
1: <laughs> i mean it came don't out know right how. after the Pulse service. like this is only like a year Oh, ago, like immediately yeah yeah um this is the only postal service cover i knew of so when you said we were doing this i was like well, i hope we can find some more interesting ones
0: <laughs> oh i i knew this one had a bunch i didn't know it had as many as it did but i got, i knew a handful of like the, well, the, the last one in this one, and then there's a couple others we'll get to that I had heard recently.
1: Yeah, this was, uh, I, I definitely burned this to more than one mix CD. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> drove around sadly in Peoria, Illinois. To...
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that the specifics of Peoria are so important to that story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, it's such a classic. Like I, I, I think I, I want to say I listened to this more than I listened to the original song.
0: I can say for sure I heard this one before I heard the original. Really? I I was kind of late to Postal Service. I I wasn't a Death Cab oh. fan, so I didn't have kind of that in, and then the OC happened. And I okay. was way into the OC, and Death Cab was like a main character on that show. Basically, the way they talk okay. about him on there, <laughs> I'd never.
1: I, see start,
0: it. I started paying more attention. I mean, it's just teen, like teen soap opera. Yeah, of, yeah. like the worst genre. <laughs> but like, I had some friends that watch it when I was in college. Yeah, I was obsessed, and I, I definitely lost the thread of like, was there a, ironic love of this, or was I just like invested? But either way, it was fun but I got I got into Death Cab through that and was still kind of reluctant but then I heard Be Still My Heart which was a Postal Service B-side they played it on like a nine o'clock radio block of like here we're just gonna play stuff you never hear on the radio and I was like what is this I love this oh my god I need more of this and then I finally like went back to the Postal Service album because like it was impossible to miss in 2003 everybody was obsessed with it but like yeah That that put me off more than drew me in (laughs) in 2003. I was 16 years old. I'm like, what? No, you can't tell me what to like. But then I heard "Be Still My Heart," and for it to be that song too, for it to be "Be Still My Heart," which is like this very cute, uh, like literally it's like a meat cute song, and it's like for that to be the song where I'm like, you can't tell me what to like, and I got over that. It's like still doesn't make sense to me. But
1: that's funny.
0: After that, I went back to to give up and gave it another try in earnest and uh started listening to death cab in earnest finally so,
1: <laughs> i death never did. got into death cab i totally missed death cab it's when i was in i went to college in 2003 and had the pleasure of uh, having mtvu streaming all the time oh, when yeah. the district uh sleeps alone uh, came out and like the moment I went to school, it was everywhere. It was like it had just come out. So it was like that and brand new and uh, Franz Ferdinand and like, a, a oh, yeah, like that. Dizzy Rascal, like eight songs that I just like completely associate with moving to college for the first time.
0: <laughs> yeah. Know, great like moving a great out. collection of moving out songs too. Like, <laughs> I know, right? I mean, transatlanticism alone, if you, if you listen to that now, I'm like, I wish I had that man. <laughs>
1: yeah Gosh, I, I know i
0: absolutely could have i just didn't listen to it <laughs> i didn't give death Cab. i
1: still sort of haven't given death Cab enough of a chance um but also like whenever i hear it now i'm like i just wish this was the pulse service <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you know? i i am a big proponent of plans the next album after transatlanticism a lot of people mm. go the other way they're like you can't it's not transatlanticism it's we have the facts and like whatever they're they're going backwards and for me Plans is like the perfect realization of Deathcap where hmm. it's it's clean, it's got like a high quality recording to it, which I know is why the other people go the other way, that makes a difference to me. And the songwriting is so much better. The I mean, it's like I Will Follow You Into the Dark is one of those songs for me where like I hear the first chords and I'm rolling my eyes and then by the end of the song I'm like, that was kinda of beautiful. <laughs>
1: like I love that song. I know it's kinda of cheesy, but I love it.
0: Yeah, like that that that's what that album is to me where i'm like i'm i'm, I'm kind of like reluctantly getting into it every time i start listening to it but then by the end i'm like that was a great time <laughs> all right so now we're into the the more obscure which would be literally every other cover of this song there was only <laughs> only one real breakout hit that I, I think really did make a name for this song because you'll you'll hear a lot of versions and we're not gonna play a ton of them we we tried to stay away from it but a lot of versions were just doing iron and wine.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean any you know, every time you look for covers on anywhere, Spotify and YouTube, you find a lot of slow kind of somber acoustic guitar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, covers of a song and none of them are going to be slower and more somber than Iron and Wine. Although I don't know, Some tried. We'll see if we can play them here.
0: Yeah. Now this this next one It it's not quite as somber. Is it? It pulls in the uh, the element of the duet, which uh, elevates it a little bit. But it is the Landon Austin and Jada Facer.
1: Yeah, this one uh, is like way more positive sounding, which is like what makes it stand out to me like I think it captures more of the original
0: yeah Yeah, the 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 original to me is like like, there's something very weird about the song that like sets it apart from other love songs to me where it's like it's like it's celebrating the bad parts but like fully in earnest that it's like it's happy to have the parts that suck
1: that's so interesting i i always i guess i don't i never
0: obviously i didn't listen to it that
1: hard the lyrics even though i've it a billion times but like i sort of thought this was a breakup song like a like a height of like acceptance of a breakup uh but i don't know
0: me am i wrong here it's it's got elements of that i think it's more of one of those things of like you're starting to feel that desperation that you're starting to think see things like maybe not going as perfectly as you thought before yeah but you're not you're not out yet you're, you're okay. still you're still in it you're still making the effort okay it's just That's it's just a little much more yeah it's a little more desperate than it would have been before but it's still like celebrating the feelings in a way that like even I mean I I have a whole story for this album, so I know it's not really there, but, like, in a way that as you get further into the album, it starts to lose that more and more.
2: Hmm.
0: So, like, for me, just because I have that kind of built in, I've listened to this album way too many times, I have a whole jukebox musical in my head Oh really? for this album. I absolutely do. (laughs) Oh,
1: I love that.
0: But, like, because I have that, it affects how I think about the songs. But, like, this one being so early in the album... It's because, like, it, it gets worse from here. It, only, it, yeah. like, it really does get a lot worse from here. But here, it's still, like, proclaiming love, like, a, in a current way that it is not later.
1: <laughs> That's a, yeah, I, I always interpret it as, like, like, the last fight and, like, acknowledging that they love each other
0: and that, like, we did our best. <laughs> yeah, I... I think because of the rest of the album that that's kind of what it's leading towards, but in my head it's not there yet. Interesting.
1: Yeah, this one sounds really hopeful, I think.
0: Yeah. It, like, captures the hopefulness of it. I think that's what what the duet does for it. Because it's it's two people who are actively in on it.
1: Yeah, maybe. This, this to me, was the... uh it's something in the the music um that i don't know it always sounds like it's on the ba- uh, the right on the edge of a huge crescendo yeah. um like it's about to get like really really big and wild uh that makes you feel like it's at the beginning of something not at the end of it um i think that's what it is for me interesting I, anyway, I, like I, that. I think that's I like really that thought. Cool. no. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I like. I think that one was really cool. Like you, like you said, like we kind of sorted through a lot of iron and wine lookalikes. Um, and when I mean, they, we, they
0: basically made a genre with this song because the Garden totally. State soundtrack was so big, and this was probably the biggest song on that soundtrack. They created a genre. Like, yeah, this is, I sort this of is where Bonny Bear an... came from. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, and Imagine Heep. That's how I yeah. heard of Imagine Heap. Um, Yeah, I I sort of expected this to be just like that. And so uh, for me, it like subverted what I thought, what I was expecting. And that's why I wanted to, that's why I thought it was really cool to add here.
0: Yeah. Now this next one does a little bit of that too. It is the Australian pop group, Cub Sport.
1: Yeah, I think this one slows way, way down. Way down. (laughs) (laughs) And this is off the 615 sessions. Which we were just looking into, and it's like some studio in Nashville, I guess, will record a song at a time.
2: It's a
1: little like the Iron and Wine, uh, but but it's like not it's not stripped down sounding, you know, it's like really lush.
0: Yeah, it, it bridges the gap a little bit, you know. Even though it's kind of hitting that minor chord bum out mode, it it bridges the <laughs> gap between uh, uh, Iron and Wine and the original. I feel like it also like
1: intentionally like super slows it down, even from what Iron and Wine was doing.
0: In so we were talking about how. This band name sounded really familiar, and we were trying to figure out the 615 session stuff beforehand. I I just came across that they were on like a version, which I think I watched almost every one of. So oh, if it's not best. familiar from there, <laughs> uh, they did Ultralight Beam, though, the Kanye song from uh, Oh, I remember that yeah. one! Yeah, it's great. Yeah! Oh, wow.
2: May seem like a stretch,
0: but it's I, I like, like the way he sings it just different enough like yeah he, it's he not holds, a clone yeah he holds the notes out in in a kind of rolling way that has yeah. that kind of like almost like a musical melody like it's a yeah it's a sad song in a musical right now yeah with drama he sings it with drama yeah, this is like the the lights come off the backdrop. It's just a spot on this guy in the front.
1: <laughs> your voice is beautiful. Yeah. You're right. This is the this is the the give up musical that's in yeah. your head.
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> this is the yeah, big solo. <laughs> when I eventually, it'll, it'll be such great heights. It'll be the through lines through the whole thing. It'll crescendo right here, and then we'll get a couple. For the listeners, don't take my idea <laughs> unless, unless you're unless you're Ben Gibbard. Then take it; it's yours already.
1: <laughs> more realistically,
0: if you want to take this idea. Give us a call. Just yeah, just give let, let me know. <laughs> we, if you can make this idea happen, if you're in that position, that would rule. Yeah, let's do it together.
2: They will see us wave from...
0: All right, let's go. It's really go. cool.
1: I want to listen to some more Cub Sport because oh, I I already saved this, them. Yeah, an ultra light beam. I like. I kind of can't imagine what they actually sound like.
0: Yeah, I am very, very interested to hear more of them now that they're actually like significantly on my radar. Yeah. But yeah, the, I I loved it. And we're we're still a little bit in the slow one here. We have we have one more before we start to really kinda pump some energy back into this thing. <laughs> it's the uh Casey Bowles version. Yeah. Yeah. I like this one.
1: I hadn't heard oh, yeah. of Casey Bowles before. Um He, he's he he's on uh, Pure Noise records Dan yes. and I were talking about like that sounds so familiar Pure Noise
0: yeah my <laughs> my favorites the, the Bouncing Souls are on there
1: right yeah he hits the that like that Blink 182 accent yeah yeah so hard that like
0: that's SoCal punk rock yeah <laughs> there's no way he talks like that, right? Like, maybe he does? No, no, it's gotta be inflection.
1: It's so strong, it's, like, a little distracting. But I actually do really like it. I don't hate it. (laughs) Well, that, like, that's the one thing about the song and I'm like, ooh, like, I don't know if I can really stand behind that. But the rest of it, I like enough to, like, overlook it.
0: Yeah, it's very strange to me, because, like, the words I just used, I recognize that they sound negative. (sighs) But I... I like it, and I don't know why. I couldn't possibly explain why that's a positive in this situation, but I like it.
1: I like the guitar in it. I like that it like slides around. I like all the finger picking. Like I feel like it's layered.
0: You remember those? Uh, Where's the band tours? Oh yeah. Oh, I went to one. <laughs> yeah this feels like what you would get there totally
1: yeah yeah he's opening for dustin kenster right yeah yeah yes that's totally And this he comes off this ep in manhattan that has um two other songs on it. i think one of them is the 1975 and the other one is
0: the mountain goats
1: is that it going to george's the mountain goats
0: it's um for for new listeners we have a patreon This is one of the ones that I was going to recommend for the Patreon because there are a couple covers. There's not a full episode length of covers, but there are two or three that I love. Ooh. So we're going to add this one to that, and uh, listeners, you can look forward to a Going to Georgia Patreon mini episode. Well, I'm looking forward to this. I need a Mountain Goats primer still. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe I'll figure out how to... They have a bunch of like going to songs. Maybe I can make that the the theme of the episode. Maybe you get a full episode out of it after all. All the covers of the going to songs.
1: <laughs> well yeah, I I I really enjoyed this. Like the that first uh you know, from such great high. Yeah. you know, it's like a little <laughs> too much for me, and I was like, ah, oh, there's no way, but like, as I kind of let it go, I was like, oh my god, like, I really really like the guitar work in here. And his voice is really nice, like, it's like a saves the day, you know,
0: style is voice. You... He just hits it so hard. It's the thing that, like, I think just because it's consistent, that it, it, is consistent. it, it yeah. keeps me, that it if he was all over the place then I would be out but because he's consistent it works. He maybe but, maybe it's just his voice too
1: so maybe I shouldn't use uh
0: yeah. Maybe it's just the way he speaks. It it just happens to be how my friends make fun of Tom DeLong. It just Right. It just yeah, is what it is. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, did you ever see that um when the pandemic hit and and they did the uh um all the the Movie stars made the Imagine cover. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then all the indie music stars made the uh, the Miss You cover. Do you ever see oh, that? I,
0: I don't think I saw that. It's amazing. It's
1: like uh, um, David Bazan and um,
0: oh, I love David uh,
1: all all these indie indie guys. There's a few of them from Chicago in it. Um, and Mac DeMarco does does one of the the big. Uh, Tom DeLonge lines. I forget which one it is now, but it's like, it, it sounds like that, where it's like almost like a caricature of that Tom DeLonge God, accent. That's you so know? funny to hear it, and like that's like all I can think of now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm trying
0: to, i trying to think of a better transition, but fuck it. Speaking of professional <laughs> trans or professional musicians, this next guy, actually, that's a pretty apt uh, description of him. He is just a pro. He shows up for the weirdest and coolest projects and is always like the reason to watch them when he's there it is an anderson pock version
1: yeah a uh, super bowl halftime star yeah anderson yeah. God, i love this i, had, I had no Wolves. idea i had no idea he did this it's off an album called cover art i didn't
0: know that existed until today like literally yeah. today <laughs> did you see what else is on it
1: um no, actually
0: I don't think I
2: looked.
1: I'm looking it up right now. Wow, seven army Blackbird, Heart of Gold
2: Corresponding Shapes like puzzle
1: This is awesome. I really like this heart of gold. I know, right? Huck's an interesting
2: dude. I don't
0: listen to him enough either. It's rare that you see a guy who's able to, like, fully perform the way he does as a drummer. Oh, yeah. They're like They're He actually has a command of the stage, even though he has a barricade between him and everybody else. Yeah, and he can, like, rap. <laughs> rap yes. while he plays
1: the drums, like, that's insane. Did you watch his Tiny Desk concert? Yeah, yeah.
0: That's awesome. Loved it. Oh my I, like, god. I can't
1: believe that he's doing
0: it. Yeah, he, he's just one of those talents where like, every time he shows up in a thing, I'm like, yeah, guess I got something else to listen to. Like...
1: I love the little... uh
0: Cynthia bassing. Uh, every time I hear professional musicians make music, I'm like, how did they get to make the noises <laughs> I want to make?
1: So easily. I know, it's like, so like, effortless.
0: They're, they're digital in the first place. I'm like, let me have the sound. Yeah, I mean it's it's
1: with uh, you know thousands and thousands of dollars in yeah. <laughs> equipment. I love All that. Right. I think it's so cool. I, I can't wait to hear the rest of that album.
0: Now for another real standout of the bunch, and this one was a late late find. This was a, a last minute edition that I am thrilled we came across. It is Momentary You. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this is like
1: minutes before we started. Deathcap 1,
0: Deathcap for a cutie. It's a band. Ben Gibbard, the singer, was previously in a group called the Postal Service. Mm. They're known for making this. What's all this part? (laughs) I didn't notice this. I'm going to
1: skip ahead a bit. I don't know much about Momentary You. they have an album out, 2021, called Trist.
2: I'll
1: give it um, a shot. But I, I think this is so fun, I love it, I love the, I think the vocals are really interesting. Like they have that sort of like 90s, early 2000s, kind of singing through a telephone, fuzzed out. sort of sitting behind everything a little bit
0: yeah it's got got like the
1: strokes a little
0: yeah that that new york scene that i i kind of hated but for some reason this doesn't feel all the way there because it's fun (laughs) yeah i've also come around on that, that era a bit more than i did at the time too so
1: yeah i don't know nothing about
0: this sounds pretentious it sounds like really fun
1: yeah I love how reverber the vocals are. I don't know, maybe I'm just a sucker for that. Maybe it's just this song. Like, there's nothing, we didn't hear anything else like this. And we heard ones that tried to be rock, like different types of rock. Um, Yeah, this is like this is the 2002 alt alt rock, you know, cover of of such great heights that that I always wanted to hear. It turns out. Yes.
0: Yeah. I love that drum. anything About information wise. <laughs> no,
1: there. Yeah, no. This is. I don't know who this. Was... Person it says on Spotify, their bios design. My name's Anthony, and I record this all on a four-track cassette. Uh, this is four-track you No know, recorder. Wow! I don't know, maybe. I mean, that could be it. It could be that tape sound. Um. I really like the the that drums with the the tom hits. Ding ding ding. It keeps it, it, with that the whole time, and I don't think there's anything like that in the actual original.
2: <laughs>
1: and the soaring guitars and like the fuzzy vocals, like, I don't know, this just takes it in a way different direction.
0: Yeah, it doesn't feel like it really belongs here but that's what makes it so much better than so much of what we heard
1: well yeah no i mean you're right like it it sounds like maybe they're not very familiar with with the postal service you know what i mean i could, yeah. not it because obviously they covered yeah. the song but like every other song it sounds like they take a lot more from this from the original um this to me i don't know I, I this is why i love this stuff is like you know you get to think about like what what was going on in, in this person's head, uh, that, that said, you know, I want to, I love such great heights. Oh my God, what a great song. I want to do my own version of it. And then uh, really the only thing that they took from it is, is what the, the vocal melody
0: probably, and actually. then kind of <laughs> latched
1: onto some very specific elements of it, you know, and it works so well. It like makes them do something totally new and interesting.
0: Now, on the subject of totally new and interesting, we have the complete opposite. Not that they're doing anything that's uh, as run of the mill or rote or anything like that. We just come across them way too often and never remember how we generally feel about. them. And they're
1: them. a cover band, you know. It's it's like, okay, well, if you're a cover band, you come across
0: them. Everything we do, there's always a, a scary pocket song of it, you know. Yep, and here we are scary pockets once again
1: the thing is you see the name all the time and you're like oh here we go again i'm gonna really pay attention to this and every time i play it and i'm like "Ah, it's great
0: it's really good
1: Good. like i think they (laughs) they are like a backing band and they perform with different uh different singers oh is that uh, what it is
0: or maybe different artists So natalie dawn on this one is uh... Specific other singer?
1: I feel like I've seen her in other ones.
0: Um, okay. But I think
1: that's her thing. I think they like are a core band that then like collaborates with other musicians that do covers.
0: I like
2: it.
1: I mean, I guess I, I'm sort of having to take back what I said about Momentary you. Because they did the same thing with that same beat, it just sounds different. I think with those toms, I don't
0: know. Well, it it fits in genre better. Where like, it it took the whole song and moved it somewhere else. Right. This one kind of stays at home base a little. A little, but
1: it has that like '80s pop. The, the, there's like the extra, um, the extra like bass melody. You know, it could be that I like I didn't pay close enough attention to the original, and this all was in the original is just behind. Like, you know, I just never paid attention to it. But I don't think so. I think this is adding like extra,
0: um, like counter melodies. There's something that happens in the original that I keep listening for in all of the different covers here, where it's very clearly artificial it's like he'll it's only one person singing the lead vocals the entire way and the next line starts before the one before it finishes oh yeah so like it's it's very obviously manufactured in a studio afterwards he didn't sing this straight through and the people who are able to do that 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 resonates more with me because it have you heard that yet it's, it's happened on a couple of them. Like, Iron and Wine does it. Iron and Wine does it very well. Hmm. And, like, the ones that also do, do Iron and Wine, I'm guessing, probably don't have the ability <laughs> to do that same thing. Yeah. So you see people accommodate just that extra beat that they're losing by having to finish the line. And that throws off a couple of these for me because the timing is just off enough. Interesting. I didn't notice that. I like this one because it's got the layers it works but there's there's been a couple that just kind of missed that part
1: next time you see that point it out to me i don't know if i noticed that that's really interesting now that you see it though yeah like i i do remember thinking that was cool on the on the original
0: now this next one <laughs> This is one of the first ones when we were just kind of poking around after, after I had John guess what we were doing, we were just kind of listening to see what was out there, the quick preliminary listen. And this one, we started it and we're like, Oh, this isn't going to be much, but then we waited it out and oh my God, confide rules.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It takes a second. So just, uh, Give it a sec if you go and look at them on spotify now like uh they look like a pretty normal i'm gonna say like a uh, white young white man um yes. regular old men's haircuts i don't know like i'm gonna say pretty nondescript holy moly if you look up the video for such great heights they are uh they're like uh, baby under oath um, oh yeah they've got the swoopy hair They've got the, um, I feel like they hold their guitars the same.
0: Uh, All their hair is as long as mine used to be. (laughs) They are. I mean... (laughs) I mean, it's Under Oath, right? Oh, 100%. Oh, their drummer is in Avenged Sevenfold now.
1: Really? Okay. (laughs) I don't know if I like it
0: better or worse. Well, I mean, the only thing I know about Confide is that they're a Christian band, but everything I was reading about them says that they're not on a Christian label, so like no Christian things will take them in because they're not represented by Christian groups. Okay. So like despite the fact (laughs) that... The true sign of a Christian. Christian. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're all Christian, but we're not welcome or whatever. It's a very weird thing. I I haven't really gotten to the bottom of the whole story, but been a couple things I've come across. I
1: mean, I know Under Oath is is a Christian band too, and they, you know, they're like the Cornerstone music festival and in Illinois, I think, and it all sounds exactly like I used to have a to listen to a lot of this kind of stuff, and uh, you could just spot it from a mile away. I don't, I can't even say exactly how. Uh, that's funny though that that the Christians uh, reject them because they're not, not Christian enough. I don't know, <laughs> something to do that. They're the labels Examine themselves. Been, maybe
0: they have releases on science. Tragic Hero and Warner Brothers. The the out and proud Christian rock band has an album on the label called Science.
1: Oh, this is a. I
0: thought this was an interesting cover. I don't know. Oh, I, I still it. like it. I'm I'm a little tongue in cheek about the everything behind the scenes, but
1: this is the it, cover it just... works for me this takes this takes me stack so hard to like 2006 2007 and sitting in this person's car this friend's car listening to Anne Berlin and Under Oath and uh, Norma Jean and there's just like a whole list of (laughs) these you know and I enjoyed it I enjoyed it I like still enjoy it from time to time it's just such a very specific moment um that I did not expect to come
0: across this is I, I was kind of out i mean this is they're they're from 2004 like that's their origin is 2004 so like they're right there
1: <laughs> yeah i have a very uh i mean like <laughs> i i sort of came of age uh you know musically in like 2003 2004 and so like at the time this is some of the hardest stuff i'd ever heard you know which sounds yeah. insane i know yeah. but like i just it wasn't really we've talked about <laughs> I know, I'm not really, like, I didn't really know metal yet, and so it's just like, wow, this is like, this is so hardcore. Anyway, it was a nice nostalgia trip, and I I enjoyed it. I don't know, I'm glad, I'm glad that we got to play it, and I'm yeah. glad that uh, I know that it exists, and like, I cannot recommend enough, if any of that, like, dinged a bell, go watch the video. It is like such a, a time warp.
0: Well, I'm going to go do that, because we're going to take a quick break, and we will be. Right belong to someone Peaks is a show in which comedians have lively discussions about the most memorable peak periods of the actors, musicians, and athletes that dominated pop culture. John Koppel and a guest break down what each celebrity accomplished, why that person's work resonated with so many of us, what caused the peak to end, and so much more. All of season one is out now for your binging pleasure. And season two features breakdowns of icons like Mike Tyson, John Candy, and Leonardo DiCaprio. You can subscribe to Peaks wherever you listen to your podcast. And as always, it's brought to you by our friends at the Wasted Robot Network. So,
2: so nobody's finally gone
0: next one we're doing I I want to say unfortunately we're doing it because <laughs> I, I didn't love it but it's such a, a big name to be covering it it is a Ben Folds version
1: yeah it's I, like it's, we're gonna have to skip around this one
0: it's, it's mainly the vocals that I don't like which is weird because I am a Ben Folds fan and like I the do voice not like what this opening.
1: I, like. <laughs> I mean, the vocals has just been pulled. Yeah, I really don't like this piano opening. I see what you mean about the extra beat
0: and like, he's talented enough to accommodate it by speeding up the first word yeah but it still
1: feels weird like a whole other uh, dimension to this I didn't even consider it. yeah
0: This definitely sounds like a one take. I think this is live in a studio.
1: Yeah, it's definitely live. I'm sure it it could have been better. I just don't like. I don't like the. That's like slamming the piano, thing. Yeah, I think that's what's throwing
0: me now too. It's
1: like the hammer's so hard on the piano string. It sounds
0: really weird.
1: It's not weird. It sounds like someone's playing the piano really hard, like Ben Folds does.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, it sounds not off of,
1: with the pulse service, you know.
0: That's not out of the the range of what I expect from him. It just doesn't kind of, it's, it's like the wrong elements of Ben Folds joined together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I want I want like a sweet Ben Folds cover of this, yeah. not like a wacky one, you know.
0: Or even like a like a Fred Jones, where like it's it's sentimental but it's it's not like a mess <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: uh, there's i kind of want to skip skip ahead like there's little teases to how wild it gets there's a little like like little electronicy things going on because the end of this is i think what redeems it
0: oh yeah
1: unfortunately that's where it should have happened and it's just like rewind back to the beginning yeah. let's keep going so I'm going to skip I,
0: ahead I did not get to the end before I'm, I'm too far <laughs> yeah that, is, that just is the thing you're talking about so yeah it gets like a little more rocking with more synth I bet you if Ben Folds did any song that sounded like this I would love
1: it it's Motion City soundtrack right
0: <laughs> yeah kind of yeah
1: I love that. I love the all the little swirly electronic effects.
0: Yeah, I did not make it this far when I listened on my own. It wasn't until we were setting up that you were like, "The end is kind of cool," and I was like, "Is it? <laughs> what end? <laughs> what could he possibly do?"
1: I thought, yeah, I thought that end was really fun.
0: Um,
1: but yeah, yeah, you're not I wrong about
0: that part. That that is fun.
1: He's just being silly. I guess it's just Benfold's silly guy being silly.
0: This next one is. Um, It's kind of a a weird one because reading about the band, you find out that they're all from like punk and new wave groups, but they are the new standard and together they sound like this.
1: (laughs) Yeah, who you were telling me about this band earlier? Like, who who are they made up of?
0: It's um, Chad Poling, who is from the suburbs, who if you haven't heard them, I definitely recommend the suburbs. Um, John Munson from Trip Shakespeare and also semisonic, sonic but Trip Shakespeare is the more relevant to the uh, the thing I'm talking about. And then the other guy is from a group called Billy Goat that I am unaware of. But the other three I'm aware of and generally very positive experiences that aren't like this.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, semi-sonic... I love Semisonic. I always thought their music video was like the coolest uh, for
0: Closing Time. Mm -hmm. I mean, my my middle school guidance counselor used to play Closing Time as the song that was like the last song in every dance. Yeah. That That was a good time. It says uh, on their website bio that they've grown into a globe span sp- a globe spanning adventure, filling theaters and clubs around the world, spawning several CDs, videos, cartoons, dance slash leader projects, and ancillary ge- goo gaws that have charmed and delighted <laughs> ever multiplying legions of faithful fans. <laughs> That's great. That I think I just fell in love with this band with that.
1: <laughs> I mean, okay, so two albums that we've had our eye on either for previous episodes or for future ones this band is on they're on the let all the children boogie a tribute to david oh, bowie, yeah, bowie where one, that, yeah. that awesome uh ted leo cover of heroes was on yeah. i think something else that we liked a lot and then um they're on one of the minnesota beetle project albums there's like four volumes of minnesota bands covering the Beatles. beetles yeah, <laughs> and they to range one from one day <laughs> really interesting to like kind of this is the one where we were saying the, the Motion City soundtrack um, had uh, I think Here Comes the Sun and it was like a little too yeah. uh, straight down the road to, to feature but whew, I mean I, I think every band you could ever imagine from Minnesota must be on here yeah it, including apparently the new standards I Did I not, not know that they were a Minnesota band
0: they're Twin City Staples
1: there you go this is fun. I mean, like this album, rock and roll. Uh, it's very 2008. I mean, they have like "Hey Ya" on oh, it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, like "London Calling," "Toxic," "Maps." But I mean, anyone that wants to cover "Toxic," you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good cover album.
0: I feel like they they have to have a sense of humor because they're doing androgynous in this style, and like, it, what is it androgynous? Feels, it's a replacement song. Okay. Okay and it it's it's one of the more ballady replacement songs it's still not quite a ballad but it's it would be what if it was you think of a replacement's ballad that's what it is okay and like it's it's about be, like an androgyny it was like that's it's very on on the surface with what it's about and for them to be covering it like this it feels very specifically like we're we're just having fun here we're just <laughs> we're just kind of doing things we like but yeah, I I like that one a lot. Now, John, this next one, do you want to intro it with how you uh, kept describing it to me <laughs> off the show? Thought it was a pretty <laughs> apt. It was an apt comparison you were making.
1: Uh, this is Cor- Corsicana. Yeah, yeah, Corsicana. Um, I listened to this. I don't know, four or five times getting ready for this, and every time I listened to it, I was like, "What? Well, it sounds kind of..." St- you know what? I'm just let's just get into it. I'm just gonna play it. Okay. Uh, it kind of starts off the same as many of these do. Uh, and I was like, wait, why did we why did we pull this? Uh, it's like just a regular sort of acoustic-y yeah,
0: cover, like a nice yellow voice. Yellow or something. Yeah, and I was
1: like, <laughs> as soon as the rest of the band comes in, I'm like, oh right, it's the Coldplay such great height. That's exactly it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it, it's yeah, it's yellow clocks. It's like that era Coldplay.
0: Which I still love. To, like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. un- un- I unimpeachable quality of that era. Yeah, for I me. loved it when it
1: came out. I, like, you know, got too cool for it at one point and i'm right back to where i started now or like i can keep listening to it forever i like i think that the one with clocks is like a pretty excellent album
0: yeah i uh, think i finally hit a point where i was just like happy a band like that existed in my life because there weren't really a thing like that or there wasn't really a thing like that happening
1: yeah travis yeah i remember travis and coldplay those are the two that i like, yeah. always associated together and
0: travis stayed small still very good yeah, but then Coldplay got big <laughs> they got bombastic yeah. and
1: bad like a lot of new Coldplay is really bad like, I can't I, really listen to it
0: I I hate that I had to stop being like an album fan of Coldplay and just like here's a couple good songs here and there because for a while they were one of the most like start to finish like solid bands yeah, like, yeah Blood those and the two albums was, like perfect there's nothing wrong yeah, with that,
1: that album that's what I'm saying it's incredible Yeah, the newer stuff I'd say maybe since like t- since then, has been like, kind
0: I, I, like, rough. I liked Viva enough. There, it wasn't it wasn't full, but there was enough to get me through it. But then I think that might be the last one where I was. Yeah, I was still kind of excited to hear it. But there, there's been a few since then that I like, though, song-wise.
1: Yeah, they kind of got 2 would Yeah. But anyway, this this is this, this is like this brought me back to yeah 2003 listening to Coldplay. And it's, like, really pleasant, and I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, Did you find out anything else about Corsicana?
0: I did not. Neither did I. Because it is a place, so it made it hard to look Uh, up information.
1: I mean, they have quite a few listeners on Spotify. Um, There's just not a lot of uh, description here. Like, uh, you know, this person wrote their their bio and, and they describe themselves as like shoegaze and dream pop adjacent indie rock. Um, yeah. With some like electro bits um, for fans of Feedy, Feedy Bridgers, Boney Vare, Yellow Ostrich, I don't know them, and Radiohead.
0: Um, so that kind of gives you an idea of, of probably what the other songs sound like. Um, so if, you're, if you're in Denver, you can go see them on the 27th as Black Buzzard. There you go. I would check that out. That'd be cool.
1: There's a covers album in here, too. I don't know if I really recognize any of the songs off of it. Um, But maybe take a look at that, Dan, and see if you recognize anything.
0: Is it the one that this is on, or is there other stuff? No, there's one just called Covers. Oh, okay. Um, Let's, uh, Let's take a look, I guess. It's not showing it to me. Oh, here we go. The EP at the bottom. Okay.
1: It's like maybe a, a Bright Eyes song on here, Uh Beck song, uh, Glycerin. Pavement. Yeah, oh, pavement is that Bush?
0: I don't even recognize
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. You know what? Let's let's take a little detour and let's see what um, Glycerin sounds like. Is this. Yeah, I think maybe Could this it... person, Corsicana, contributed to it.
0: That's and what it is. There's several like.
1: other. The, the
0: name on the album is Isadora Eden. It came out last summer.
1: I do love the song Glycerin. I'm just going to ahead. Oh, so do I. Well,
0: it is Glycerin. <laughs> Very dreamy. Oh.
1: Alright, right on. Something interesting to dig but, into.
0: If they ever need to recut the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo trailer. Oh yeah, that'd be a
1: sick... Uh, uh, yeah, dude, that'd be a sick like drama trailer. I never would have thought of Glycerin super slowed down.
0: Yeah, I mean, and honestly, it doesn't even matter what the song is anymore. They're just like, <laughs> oh, that was fast, make it slow, it's a trailer. They're not really paying attention. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Me, baby, one more time. <laughs> <A> new <laughs> film coming
0: out. <laughs> Plane. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see that movie. I'm glad. Pe- I'm glad people went and saw it, so I have time. <laughs> Plane. Now the next one. We have Maddie Diaz, who has her debut album is called "History of a Feeling." So I feel like. I, I should have to listen to it just by default, given the name of my other podcast. But. All right. Yeah, it's it's Maddie Diaz and K.S. Rhodes. I
2: am thinking it's a sign that the
0: in our eyes are. Oh, she's from Lancaster, not far from me. Oh. And, kiss,
2: alive. and I have to speculate oh wow
0: she was in the uh, rock school documentary the what? have you ever seen that? rock school? school of rock? no, rock school Mm -hmm. documentary It's, it's a documentary about schools of rock but one school of rock in particular oh, no it's, it's pretty cool. It's a cool documentary. But, yeah, she's in it, apparently. The, the one called
1: School of Rock. There, there's a couple of them in Chicago.
0: It's, um... I believe it is that guy. Hmm. If I remember it right, the guy that School of Rock is based on doesn't own the name School of Rock anymore, so it's like oh. the so-and-so rock school of whatever. Okay.
1: No, this one's branded School of Rock, so it must be the imposter.
0: Well, I think School of Rock is the original. Just the guy who made it doesn't have the name anymore, oh, okay, right? so okay. he made a new one. I think I think that's the story of it. Okay. I, I, this
1: one was like right on the edge for me. Where I was like, this is like one of those Iron and Wine covers.
0: Yeah, this definitely hits that right on the head.
1: Yeah, but it it kind of soars. Um, and is, like, a lot dreamier.
0: I guess the... uh, That's what
1: does it for me in this one.
0: The extra instruments really do make enough of a difference. It really does, yeah. It it, it feels... It's
1: not a... It's not as set... Like, it is just as on the beat as Iron and Wine is, which I guess is how the Pulse Service song is, too. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. I, I like how big sounding it is. I like these two because this is like very anti-Postal Service. Like, nothing in the Postal Service ever sounds like this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird because like it's all, like, the Postal Service has a tendency to be like Kind of abnormal, and like that's kind of the appeal. Yeah. And like it it doesn't take it fully back to like a more accessible genre, but it's like moving in that direction. Totally. It does seem, maybe it's something unique in the just kind of like the nature of the song, but it does feel like every one of these would fit in a movie like scoring every type of emotion but like (laughs) you wouldn't need anything to be happening in the scene the song just does the story for you
1: yeah well it's such an emotional song and it's like a such a it's such a specific um feeling it's not just like like you were saying it's like either it's like love but at the end of a it's either like the end of a relationship kind of love or uh, like it uh, like an argument or like love each other but wish that they love each other more Yeah, like, it, there's a lot like... to it it's like a lot of depth to to play around with i think to get different sort of
0: yeah, feels It's out grandiose of. and desperate but also yeah. like hopeful but also sad and like yeah it's it's got a lot going on in a very kind of light feeling kind of poppy little jaunty ditty, right it it really loads you up with every possible thing you could feel in that moment
1: totally yeah i don't know if i could hear confides in a i don't know what movie that would be um but the rest of them for sure i think you know yeah they, they they capture different different feelings
0: yeah i'm gonna kick ben folds out of that statement too Anyway. Yeah, maybe Venfolds too. <laughs> the 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 next one we have though, I I like this one. Although I can't quite make out what their album art is. It is such a weird one to me.
1: It's the but clip art. It's the it's the like MS Paint vaporware vaporwave uh
0: kind of art. Oh, okay. It it was just showing up so small in mine I couldn't quite make it it's out. It's like but... MS Paint. It's like a screenshot yeah. of MS Paint. <laughs> now that I know what I'm looking at, I for sure see like the the tabs at the top and stuff. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that that does kind of rule. But it is Sata Lights, S-A-T-A-L-I-G-H-T-S. Sata Lights.
1: This was another last minute find that like Dan is a hero for finding it. Uh, I yeah, am this one was super really cool. into this band Um it says that they're from Austin. Um, and uh, one of their first album was Post Bedroom Rock.
0: I love that, which name. I think is
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah supposed to be kind of their their vibe, like a cigarroast explosions in the
0: sky, uh, you know, influence. Um, the uh, that album has a song called Woo Duff, which is uh, that's that's perfect. I love that. Instead of Woo doo-wop, it's Woo dop Okay, <laughs> the, this those is are the very that tickle my brain like they're jokes, but they're not funny. <laughs>
1: It's all like their whole aesthetic is very vaporwave. They have a song called Snow Jams with the Z98.
0: I love how much of a surprise the vocals are. It's and like I a... love them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is a hard shift from what I thought it would be when the music starts. Yeah. And then when it puts it all together, it's it's wonderful. I love this.
1: Yeah. When I first heard it, I, I, I mean, when I first heard it minutes ago, <laughs> I, I thought of, like, Animal Collective, you
0: know? And, like, you can hear it. They have the overlap. and Oh, yeah. They use it perfectly.
1: <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't think about that.
0: And they, they do it also with the with the duet. They, they utilize having two singers.
1: Going on with the vocals, I didn't really realize how many different effects it had on it.
0: Yeah. That is yeah. kind of what sold me. Was that this part right here? Like I, I was like this is pretty cool and then it gets to this and you get this like chugging guitar and it's like They're doing everything like it shouldn't work. It's so disparate But it is all held together somehow Yeah, I love it. I love
1: it. It's so unique Give her a listen to vaporwave not a lot. It's, I, it, there's it's something some about moments, this that, yeah. like, it, it also feels kind of, like, disjointed and, like, a lot of stuff jammed in. Like, almost like maximalist on purpose. Yeah. Um, that this where does remind me of a little bit. Like, it, maybe it's just the art influencing <laughs> well, yeah, how I hear it, but, like. That is for
0: sure. <laughs> they are calling out what they want to be.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, but like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I hear it. I, like I don't know if I've ever heard a live band have that kind of, um, yeah, d- deliver on that kind of promise, that vaporwave promise, without being sort of a you know like a DJ sound. Yeah. I cannot wait to listen to more satellites. I they, oh, their for latest sure. album is called Little Star. Came out. a yeah. uh, in 2020 um i want to know it's uh, snow jams 98 sounds like
0: yeah for sure i will be listening to more of them now this next one we we still haven't quite done the research that we need to on what this genre actually is lots of anime figures and kind of spacey electronic covers
1: i did but, a little research oh, did, you do, <laughs> are you, you no. talking
0: about nightcore? You you have it okay. So it is <laughs> yeah. nightcore dreams, and this it's a it's a genre that is unavoidable for us at this point. Yeah,
1: nightcore, nightcore. it seems to be a general. It's like, do you remember chopped and screwed? Yeah. Hey, this is nightcore. Uh, it's like sped up remixes of songs of like pop songs. It has something to do with anime. Like, I don't know why exactly. Like, I think it may just be like, it's reminiscent of like, sound, anime soundtracks. I'm not an anime guy. I actually have never watched really any anime. Um, I've heard of it. (laughs) I know what it is. (laughs) I've never really like sat down and and watched any of it. Um, But yeah, there's, I think it's the actual song, like the original song just like sped up with yes. extra elements yes. added. I don't think it's like a little anything. bit I
0: know about it. Yeah. And it, it's basically the same as like when you, you're playing on your record player and you up the speed. Yeah. 45. Yeah, yeah. totally. it's, it's I basically love doing that. that. <laughs> yeah. It, it is so much fun. I don't know if it's good for the, the motor to go back and forth the way I do, but <laughs> it yeah, is I'm fun. It's good for
1: the record either, to be honest, but I, I have so much fun doing
0: that. I love to hear Otis Redding
1: sped up. You know? Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, it, it it slows it down and pitches it up and like that's how you get this.
1: Yeah. I I think it's really fun. Like it reminds me of Alien Cake music when we found that. The like lo fi nineties yeah, yeah. songs. Um You will see like a lot of, I think it's TikTok. Uh, there's a lot of like sped up songs. Um that become like trends and so when you look for some songs you'll find ones that are just it's, yeah it's this song but also do you want it sped up sometimes we'll just say sped up in parentheses yeah and i think that's the same thing as nightcore maybe they just haven't learned what the what the genre is or what like the remix style is I, there's something more to it though than just be it sped up like they're definitely recording things on top of it or there like taking to, the vocals some
0: sort of mix because like this anytime isn't i've what done the song that the sounds like even like digitally on my computer when i mess around with stuff like that you always lose some fidelity
1: yeah and you can like smooth it out i just mean that like the the actual like like the instrumentation is different than the original song i think you
0: know what i yeah. mean well maybe it's one of the other ones maybe it's like the iron and wine version or something
1: Oh, we could oh that's uh oh, cheesy I didn't even consider that. Who knows? Well, I, I wonder mean, if we could find a nightcore artist to like yeah, I'd love to hear more about about how they make this stuff or like what it what it is exactly. You
0: know what we could do? And we won't be able to hear it live, but I can take that and in post I can speed it up. Oh,
1: slow it down. Like slow it back down?
0: So I can I can put it back to to where it belongs, and I also want to do a a nightcore version of a nightcore song, speed oh, it up yeah. even more. But I, I I'm gonna mess around with this stuff. I I really like this genre. I like that we yeah. we have stumbled across this treasure trove that <laughs> seems to just keep bringing itself back to us. It's it's really yeah.
1: Funny. I mean, search nightcore on YouTube. Um or Spotify. And like, there are enormous playlists, Nightcore classics, and uh, you'll know you're in the right place because there's a lot of anime characters.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the dead giveaway. Now, this next one, it's, uh, actually, I, I, I don't know a ton about this one, actually. It is super powerless. Yeah. Yeah. This
1: was the sort of chiptony
0: uh Oh this okay. Yeah, when we get a little eight bit on it.
1: Yeah, we're still singing I and mean, everything, it's not instrumental like those like eight bit yeah. misfits or whatever. love that intro it's a chopped up the,
0: the chops yeah when we
2: perfectly aligned i have to speculate that god himself did make us into corresponding shapes like puzzle pieces from the when i will tell you what if
1: all those 8-bit covers sounded like
0: this, I would play them way more often. Yeah, I think you would probably let them make the cut. I love the 8-bit versions. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tough time with them, because it's like,
1: it's all the exact same shit. Yeah, so
0: what? <laughs> I mean, I do like having the vocals with it. That really is a, a touch that separates it.
1: Yeah, and I like how it's sorta
0: of, it's I like how it's all chopped, like you said. Like it, it really adds something. I, I do always love when the vocals are just another instrument. Or it's just like yeah, we can fuck with them the same way we fuck with a guitar or keyboard, whatever, like totally. it's here to complete the song however we need it to
1: You know, I've heard a lot of bands I've seen a lot of bands lately that have their own uh, they bring their own you know Whatever you call it, I mean, you've got your your pedal board for your guitar. They'll have their pedal board for their uh, for their microphone. I am so jealous. I want that. And then, I want that yeah, so bad. <laughs> they'll bring their own mic and everything, plug it into their pedal board, and then the out of the you know vocal effects will go straight into the I don't know wherever the uh, That's awesome. you know wherever, wherever the the microphone normally goes um, that, yeah. into the soundboard or whatever. I'm definitely and and it's awesome of those people. I, I know, right? I want that board. I always wondered how uh I always wondered how they they could get that like crazy reverb sound when they play, you know, like a little bar, like a place where clearly yeah. they were yeah. I mean like huge sound checks. I anyway, I I thought that was really fun. Yeah, epic covers uh, maybe I'm just biased. I uh they they sound so similar. They're all like so similar. <laughs> This one I, I mean, thought was actually really interesting.
0: You should listen to uh, Brent Weinbach's old podcast where he just listened to uh, video game music. And Brent Weinbach, very funny comedian. This is not a funny podcast. It is just a very earnest listen through like video game music.
1: It like
0: Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I like video game music. Uh, do I like
1: video game music? I like video game music when it's paired with the video game. <laughs> and it feels kind of
0: iconic, an important like, distinction.
1: <laughs> especially old games, like there's a reason why they sound like it. it's not because they wanted it to sound like that. Like it's like a extreme limitation, you know?
0: Oh yeah, I understand. But I I still get the uh, overwhelming rush of nostalgia. Oh totally. Every, every time I hear like the uh, New Order of "Love Triangle" one, I'm like. I remember playing Tecmo Super Bowl. Like <laughs> New Order and Tecmo Super Bowl don't really go together, but now I can put them together.
1: <laughs> Wait, did New Order do? Was there a New Order song? New Order song on Tecmo Super Bowl?
0: No, it's, they had an 8-bit version of a New Order song. That oh, oh, me of oh yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> I did see something on. I think it was on TikTok, and it was like uh, breaking down the the. Um, the inspirations for popular video game music. Oh, was really? Like, yeah, it would be like the Mario, you know, original Mario theme song in different levels. And it would like, you know, play a, I don't know, a song at the time, like classical music or modern classics or whatever it was, you know, electronic music at the time in the 70s, 80s that that uh, it was supposed to be reminiscent of. I don't know how they got that information. I don't know if they made it up or whatever, but I thought it was really interesting to listen to these other songs of the time that, you know, sounded a little bit like you know, high fidelity Super Mario, you know, yeah. soundtrack music.
0: Now, getting away from that, we we have one here by Caitlin Hova. I I could only describe the album artwork as like Early two thousands Disney Channel straight to TV movie, <laughs> but the it version It does look itself, like she's
1: about to get Freaky Friday.
0: Yeah, the version itself, though, I do, I do really enjoy. <laughs>
1: Is she like a, she's not
0: like a kid, right? I
1: think she's a, I don't like think a so.
0: violinist. She was another late edition, so I didn't have a chance to look her up, but I can do that now while we're listening. Yeah, it looks like violin and I can't tell if it's, No, it looks like she's just playing a violin, like a guitar position. Caitlin Hova has a TED Talk. She's a professional violinist, a composer, a full stack web developer, a designer, a neuroscientist, and a core team member of Women Who Code. Oh, whoa. I know Women Who Code. That's sweet. So Yeah, shout out to her. That rules. (laughs) Dang. That is a great organization.
1: Wow, what a resume.
0: She made the Hovelin. It is a 3D-printed violin.
1: Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I like it. I think it's nice. Usually, I don't add, like, string covers. This is the part that, for me, really did it. Yeah. (laughs) This is an effect on a violin. I was, I thought, I assumed it was. Oh, it for sure is. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I think that makes me like it a little better, even.
0: of what her ted talk is about is how she has synesthesia and oh. her and her husband i i can't tell the timeline here because it it kind of spans a couple years i can't tell if this is saying they successfully did or they were attempting to but they were working together to create a machine that could recreate the sensation for people who didn't have it
1: whoa
0: so like, i guess he able to yeah basically (laughs) yeah he's it sounds like he's the tech guy on like the machine building side of things and she's also i mean it sounds like she has a lot of her own credits in that field also but yeah they're they're working together to uh show the world what synesthesia actually is instead of this uh hard to describe phenomenon
1: whoa that's sweet
0: yeah that's a cool find
1: (laughs) yeah seriously
0: that's
1: even cooler than i thought it was yeah. I just thought it was like a sweet synth cover. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I want to I want to read more about that and uh maybe I can update people as we go here. Um, I want to figure out the uh the success of that because it was back in like 2014, 2017, I'm seeing articles, but nothing more recent. But uh we are we are in the home stretch here. The next one we have is uh, I forget her name. Hold on a second. It gets cut off on mine. Right, the next one we have is Monica Moore Smith and Alana Moore Jeffrey. I assume uh, sisters who have taken on the married names of their husbands.
1: Oh, I didn't even catch that. Uh, that makes sense. This is, uh, We have a couple kind of Americani songs for yeah. now. Uh, this one, I think, is maybe my favorite. This appears to be uh, there's not a ton of Monica Moore Smith songs, um, I really, really like this, like the, they um, it looks like their albums range from, I don't know, like the early, the early nineties until modern times.
2: I mean,
1: this
0: one says it's from 2003, which means they were like right on it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. hope
0: It appears that that Monica Mooresmith is an actress now. Oh. Her her whole website is kind of acting reels and such. Everything looks perfect. So I
1: really tough. like the the bass like the
0: oh absolutely kind yeah. of stand up bass stand up yeah
1: I like the whole thing I really like the the two singers together it's like it's like the beach I guess not beach it's like the Appalachian beach <laughs> you know yeah.
2: So
0: Monica Moore Smith was in that uh, Gabby Petito TV movie that came out.
1: <laughs> What's that?
0: Uh, if you don't know, then I'm not going to go into it. It's okay. a, <laughs> a true crime story from like last year. <laughs> like okay. they they got to the movie on this one real fast. Although it was directed by Thora Birch, who you'd recognize from A Thousand Things.
2: I don't know
1: none of that sounds familiar. I, I'm enjoying the, the the vocal harmonies. I think there's something interesting about the melody. Like, the, it feels different to me. Something about it feels different. It's like uh, Michael Buble. <laughs>
0: yeah. If I oh, you know jazz singer ish.
1: Yeah.
2: They will see us waving from such great heights. Come down now. They'll say but everything looks perfect from far.
1: I I don't know. I... <laughs> I don't know if I have a ton to say about it. I just like I feel like I listened to this one a few times and it caught me every time.
0: Like I wanted to listen yeah. all the way to the end. It's just nice. <laughs> right, right. Now this this next one are we, are we gonna do the Moulin Rouge one or no? We don't have to. Uh I say no. Okay. I'll just mention that it exists. Yeah. This next one is Joy kills sorrow which i thought could end up as a uh, another version of the confined cover but <laughs> turns out it's something much more uh, much more interesting to me i think way
1: more interesting it's 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 what i wish
0: mumford and sons was <laughs> come on mumford why can't you be better
1: i mean it's very for Four dudes playing, you know, acoustic instruments. (laughs) Excuse me, not four dudes.
0: I believe this band has two women in it, judging by their profile picture on Spotify. Although I did no research on them. (laughs) I should do that now. I saw a video, and I think I
1: saw—I thought I remembered four people in a in a field. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm superimposing my Mumford and Sons uh, knowledge onto them.
0: Well, the the video for this it does appear to have four people in a field. The bass player <laughs> is
1: a woman, John. <laughs> Sorry, my my bad. Um, I stand by everything I said. It's it's what I wish Mumford and Sons was. I really like that, that mandolin uh, rhythm, the uh, strumming rhythm. See what I mean, though? It has that like, uh, I don't know what you call it. What do you call like that Mumford and Sums, like, all acoustic rhythm. It's like real driving.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's like kind of folky, but not really. Yeah. And there's like the vocal harmony. It's like very
1: driving. This this reminds me of that, but in like a, a way that I want to listen to. Ah,
0: oh, so the bassist in this group left to go start Lake Street Dive.
1: Really? Wow. Oh, how about that? Our friend uh, Stasel, who's on a few of our episodes as guests, loves Lake Street
0: Dive. Yeah, we might end up doing an episode on them coming up. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> they, they have a, two covers EPs out there.
1: Are they a Chicago band?
0: Um, this band is a Boston one, so I imagine Lake Street Dive is also, but I didn't look up further. Oh. Yeah, they're both Boston bands.
1: I guess Lake Street, I guess maybe there's more than one Lake Street Drive. <laughs> that would make sense.
0: <laughs> oh, it's Dive.
1: I know, that's where I thought they came from, though. Oh, it makes sense. Yeah, i i love this i, I think i, I want to listen to more joy kill sorrow yeah I, I can see myself getting into this indie bluegrass uh is one of those things i i kind of never thought to seek out
0: well it's such varying degrees of quality because like people Very will true. will go for like the the pop version of it now that it's radio success and people will go for like that gritty like real version of it and like yeah sometimes you'll get that in one album. It's really hard to get something like totally consistent.
1: Yeah. Do you remember, um, is it Sixpence None, the richer they had a mandolin.
0: Yes, they, they did. Yes.
1: And I always think of that someday. I hope to do something with, with their cover of, uh, a spit on a stranger. That was the first time I ever heard, uh, pavement ever with Sixpence none, the richer, <laughs>
0: I'll have, to, I'll have to seek that out. I'll play it
1: for you afterwards. Okay. It's the best. And it's it's got they have a mandolin. Uh and I I don't know any other there's I don't know any other songs, I don't think. Um, but I, I this kind of reminds me of that a little bit. It's just the mandolin. But having like a sort of pop bluegrass feel that works, yeah, it's rare.
0: I mean, speaking of something rare that works this song that we are going out of. Oh on. man, I can't wait we to go out of this. <laughs> we are venturing into uh, parody territory. And I don't have regional, a ton... Regional parody. Oh, parody. highly specific local humor. that I, I don't have a ton to say about it, so we will probably just send it in to break on this one. But just pay real close attention to the words. And if you're from Chicago, it might mean something. It's Coach Cues. Yeah, you need to be
1: a Chicago bears fan that's this is all chicago bears humor that,
0: that does seem to be it there's a packer's diss track there's
1: yeah there's a packer's diss track there's coach Hughes. i like this is such a good find
0: and i love that all of his songs are called whatever the original is he didn't bother to rename them to the new song i know All right, we'll be right back. (laughs) Enjoy this on the break. We will see you on the other side. We will be back to the show in a minute. We just wanted to take a a step away here and give you the full rundown of our newly launched Patreon. It is, uh, it is up. It is public. The, uh, the first episode should be out there by now, but you also get a lot of benefits. Whether that's there or not, you get all the benefits right away. So let's, uh, let's take them through it. You ready?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I've been really looking forward to this. I can't wait uh, to take people along for this ride. There's some really fun stuff in here.
0: So the um, the first level, the kind of the the very basic, we just have a one dollar level. Everything is kind of based on uh, release formats. So this is the the single level. So we're we're looking at a at a 45 or a, a single or any. <laughs> anything of that ilk but it is a it's a $1 a month tier not not any major financial commitment you get no ads so you won't have to hear us doing this if you pay us $1 <laughs> and then you'll uh, you'll get discord access which means you can jump in we have uh we have good conversations going over there from from time to time with each episode and the more the merrier so hop in there also, if you don't want to give us a dollar, just tell us you want to be part of the Discord. We'll probably take care of that anyway. <laughs> but the ad-free content is the big big part of that first tier. But things start to get really good for our EP tier. This is the uh this is the one I would recommend for the people who were uh, unsure about it. You get the ad-free content, you get the Discord but you also get the early access and you'll be getting two or three extra episodes a month for the
1: $5. Yeah, this is, this is the, this is the stuff we're really excited about. This is like, all right, Dan and I don't have all the time in the world. We're like, we're going to do it every other week. We'll be planning a lot of really fun episodes that never stops has nothing to do with the Patreon, but uh, you know, when Dan and I stop recording, and Dan can't stop talking about uh um the Mass Singer. And we're like, <laughs> should should we do a Math Singer rewatch? Uh this this is where things like that would go. So uh yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for some really fun stuff here.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have interviews, we'll have kind of the the shorter episodes for stuff that that doesn't have the the full repertoire of covers, but we have like one or two covers that we really like. This is where those episodes will exist. We'll we'll get little addendums. Stuff that had to be cut for time will all show up here. So you you get a lot for, for your money at the five dollar level.
1: The completest level.
0: Yeah, you you get you get all the stuff. You get uh, I, I should say I forgot what the one dollar level. You get the uh outlines and stuff too and all the all that stuff. So if you are interested in the behind the scenes part, you get all that for the one dollar and then everything is there for every tier below it. So the next one is the LP tier. So we're going full length here, the $10 tier. You get the ad free content, the discord, the early access, the exclusive other episodes, but then you also get to be in on the conversation here. Now, this is where if you are giving us the $10 a month at the LP level, you get to place your requests and we will take them like, we will we will be beholden to the requests. If you are making them, those episodes will come out. Oh, and merch. You also get all all various forms of merch. This is not quite the apparel level. We we do have one that is that. This is more the the stickers and pins and buttons and any kind of random design stuff that we hit on throughout the episodes. This is where you'll be getting those things for the the ten dollar a month part. Now, we have two left. These are the uh the more lofty tiers, but I, I, I love what you aspirational. Get. Yeah, I, if if anybody joins these, I will be surprised and thrilled because I do want people in at this level. Because in addition to all the other stuff we were talking about, you also get to become a guest on the show. So you can you can throw out your request for what you would like to do, and we will build an episode for you to come on and be the guest on. And then you also will get a t-shirt at that level. That's where the apparel stuff starts coming into play.
1: And this is where Dan gets excited because Dan has a lot of t-shirt ideas.
0: Oh, yeah. I I love making t-shirts. And I uh, you know, who knows? If people do come in at that level, maybe I'll just start pumping them out there. And you'll get one. Probably not monthly, but <laughs> it's, it's not just a one and done. You get a t-shirt and we move it on.
1: A whole wardrobe.
0: Yeah, you, you can uh, blanket your body in Blanket and Covers t-shirts. <laughs> but I do want to make a wind t-shirt. <laughs> harken, <laughs> harken back to the old days. We, haven't, we yeah. haven't mentioned them in a long time, but I do want to make a wind shirt. <laughs> but we have one more, and this is the one that I, I would be so happy if anybody joined at this level. It is the $30 box set. You get all the stuff from the other ones, the ad-free content, the Discord, the early access, the exclusive stuff, you get the make a request, you get merch, you get t-shirts, you get to be on an episode. But the one that makes this so much more exciting than all of the other ones for me, you get to be part of our album of the month club. <laughs> this is what I'd be so excited. I like I I would
1: I would curate this so hard. This would be all I would think about all month is is what to put in that.
0: I've already started kind of building a list of like, what is the one that I want to represent us? And like, I have like two or three that like, all right, so if somebody joins now, their first one will be in January. What's a great January album. So I'm putting a lot of thought into this already and we are just launching. So it's a a lot of exciting stuff, lots of different tiers to jump in. If you want to jump in at $1, that's great. You get all the, you get all the stuff that you get there at, and we really appreciate anything you're willing to give us. But also if you're just here listening for free and you're skipping through this, waiting for us to get back to the episode. <laughs> thank you for that. Anyway, the listens yes. go a long way. We really appreciate it. And with that, we will jump you back into the rest of the episode. Thanks. Thank you. We're back. Do you have any uh, <laughs> final thoughts on on such great heights on the postal service in general? This is uh, the only yeah. chance we'll probably have to, to touch on them. So,
1: yeah, I have a ton of thoughts. Uh, I love the postal service. I I'm so glad we got to talk about like what this song means and like the the feeling in this song um, because I don't know if I ever really thought about it as hard before this episode. Um of course like I knew the Iron and Wine cover and it is great but it's like so play you know it's so played like it's very yeah. I know it um I'm so glad to get to know uh some of these like smaller groups satellites I l- thought was great oh, I, I like loved I that so
0: excited to get into them that Yeah that's a very interesting path to go down
1: Yeah satellites momentary you I thought was really fun like I want to check out more of them um Yeah Cub Sport, like we were saying, that was really great. I want to listen to some more of them. Um, Nightcore is yeah. <laughs> a fun new find. Yeah. The
0: the more surprising choice for me here is the New Standards because like all the other stuff, I totally agree with you on. But had it been any other song, they would have stood out to me anyway. Like those are the genres that I gravitate towards. Yeah. The New Standards really are not, and. I find myself wanting to hear more of what they do. So like that one, that one kind of surprised me more than those other ones did.
1: Yeah. They have a really popular Christmas album too. The new standards. So wow. I mean, I'll keep to an eye on my playlist. Yeah. So I Next year. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think like satellites, satellites and momentary you, those
0: are the ones that like really stand out to me.
1: Enjoy yeah, kill sorrow. I so really that. enjoyed that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That, that I, I, I know I probably won't ever get to that one as much as I did enjoy it. But, I mean, Satellites, I'm queuing up right away. What is your favorite Postal Service song? It probably is still um, Be Still My Heart, just because that was the one that got me into them. But if we're going past that, I would probably say... Oh, God, that's actually a really tough What call. is
1: Be Still My Heart off of?
0: It was on the um, Subtrade Heights single.
1: Okay, I don't think I've ever heard this before.
0: It's just very cute.
1: <laughs> You're muted. i would never heard this before. This has totally slipped past me.
0: Oh yeah, I have. I have everything. I had it before, and then they repressed the the album for the ten year anniversary with all the bonus stuff. So I have it all on vinyl now too. That was like a prized possession for me.
1: That's really cool. I'll have to check out. I'll have to go back and listen to the rest of that. Yeah, I,
0: I... their, their B sides and singles and stuff were always really interesting. They had different people doing covers. That's where the "We All Become Silhouettes" comes from. That was. Not not on that single, but it was on one of the other singles. Was that that cover? And like they, there's always like three or four extra songs. There was a couple covers that were in there, like Against All Odds, like the Bill Collins "Take a Look at Me Now" that song. Oh yeah, they they do a version of that that was on one of them. There, there's a lot of interesting stuff to be found, just like one step past the surface of post the service.
1: I, I gotta so, listen I, to that Week Will Become Silhouettes" cover again, also because I really like that song. Yeah. I think nothing better is the one that's the one that I come back to most often.
0: I, I think sleeping in is the one that's stuck in my head the most, but I don't know if that makes it the answer. I think it just has that kind of repetitive kind of soft hook that, that has the tendency to do that. Yeah.
1: And brand, brand, brand new, new colony. Yeah, so <laughs> brand new colony. Actually.
0: I don't know. It's, it's really like, there's not a single one of these that... Yeah, like, it's a great album. Like, the whole in, thing is In is order, great. on Shuffle, like, every one of these songs, I'm thrilled to hear. Like, even even this place is a prison where they really just kind of hit the slow down button. Like, mm-hmm. it it all has such a home and it works so perfectly together. And, like, 2003 is, like, the era of the complete album. It's the end of that era of, like, making a yeah. complete album. And this is, like, in, in my mind the best example of that and i like th- this is and again i i always get like hesitant to say these things for certain but like this is my answer when people say what's your favorite album it's this album
1: well it's such a complete it's such a complete album you
0: know what i mean like, and, like it there's only nothing else to compare it album. Album. to like right. there's, there's not like the other postal service record to see if like they improved or didn't it right just this just is the whole band. You get the whole experience here. And like, I the other stuff I was talking about is it's fun to have like bits and pieces here and there, but it's very specifically just meant to be this, like, these are the 10 tracks you get, like, take it, take it or leave it. Totally.
1: And the other thing that I, I always think about the pulse service or associated with them is the, um, like recording in different places and sending ideas back and forth to each other. Every band I've been in, everyone I know that's been in a band has always talked about that. I'm like, well, let's just send things back and forth to each other. Like the postal service, like a touch point of making a record remotely before you could really do that easily on the internet.
0: But yeah, that's, uh, that's it for our, our postal service portion of the show, John, it's uh, your turn. Where are we going next?
1: Oh yes, Dan. Where are we going next? I've picked several albums lately. Okay. They're very fun. But I feel like I must get back to my roots and my roots. Oh, okay. So we're going song. Okay. (laughs) Uh going way, way, way too deep on a song with a lot of covers. Okay. It's a song. All Uh, All right. This is not a song I know a ton about, so it's gonna be a tough one I think to guess. I'm gonna have to go with like pretty basic trivia though. Um, It was, let's see, it was recorded. Uh, This may just give it away, I'm not really sure. It was recorded in 1961 by Patsy Cline.
0: Huh. She's mostly a blind spot for me. Okay, that's so good. I, yeah, Patsy Klein is not a not enough to get me there. Okay. I guess.
1: Uh, you don't need to guess.
0: <laughs> like- There's a lot
1: of covers. There's 379 covers according to
0: oh uh, wow
1: secondhand songs. So this is not like a small song.
0: I like I I don't know what songs are hers specifically, which is the I hard part. I wouldn't have either. <laughs> it's um like, I want to say like Boots are made for walking is the only thing coming to mind, and I know that's not her. So I'm I'm gonna need I'm gonna need something else, I think.
1: Okay. Um okay. It was written, so first recorded by Patsy Klein. It was written by Willie Nelson, though.
0: Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I know the song you're talking about, and <laughs> not because of her. If I could get it in my head who the version I'm thinking of is, I could nail this. I. <sighs> oh it's, it's um crazy yes crazy. <laughs> yes yeah okay all right hold on let nice. me let me pull it up here that's to see. good man good to- i wouldn't have got that it, it was only because th- for some reason recently because i mean this is a song that is covered a ton yes and i i know a handful of versions of it all right, let's see. I have the list up in front of me now. It was definitely a more recent one, but i it's not coming to mind. Let's see if they have it on the list here. Maybe it will bring it back Well, while to you're looking,
1: the reason why I picked this is I, I was cleaning up my Spotify playlist, and I totally forgot that there was a period of time when I was doing more uh, things on TikTok, uh, that that was a song that was on TikTok quite a bit, and and so I was like, you know, what, I'm going to like, there must be a ton of covers of the song. Look into this. And I found some really, really, really good ones uh, that I totally forgot about. And now I am so glad that I put them together because there's a ton more research to do to, you know, comb through these 379 oh, known covers.
0: Yeah. Uh, Even knowing that there's a lot, three hundred is so much bigger than I thought. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that you know that always means there's a whole bunch of extras that just aren't listed. Um so I'm really excited to dig more into it cuz the ones that I have are pretty exciting.
0: It's going to be so hard to find like the deep cut versions of it just because it's only called crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that does not make it easy. Um yeah,
0: we got our uh, work cut out for us. <laughs> none, none of these are jumping to mind. I feel like it must have been like a uh, Discover Weekly or something like that I played one of them. Whatever. Maybe maybe by the time we do the episode, I'll figure out which one it was. I'll have to go back through my my Spotify kind of recent stuff and see uh, see which one actually clued me into this.
1: Yeah, well, I feel like it's a nice uh, transition from uh, Moog Country. Into just regular old... (laughs) Yeah, not just regular uh, country. Unmooged country. Maybe we can find a sweet Moog uh, cover of Crazy. I'm sure it exists.
0: I feel like there's a lot of songs called Crazy, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like the... uh, um, Gnarled Barkley song. That's not even what I was thinking of. Um, What's it called? The... uh, Seal has a version of it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah it's really hard to look for it when i was looking for these ones
0: uh, they're like never gonna survive unless we get a little bit crazy that one that's also called crazy okay (laughs) yeah uh, i don't know how yeah i don't think
1: i want to spoil any of the ones that i found but there's some old friends on
0: here um okay it's gonna be some good stuff all right this will be uh an interesting couple weeks here trying to dig out the diversions there's a lot to lot to go from so uh yeah in uh two weeks we will be right back here with uh patsy cline's crazy
2: crazy i'm crazy for feeling so lonely this has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information and links to other shows, please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com podcasts. I knew you'd love me as long as you wanted.